Dr. Todd Rodman moved from New York to South Florida at the age of eight and quickly found that year-round sunshine would mean he could play year-round outdoor sports. One sport in particular, baseball, would develop into a true passion, a vehicle for a college education, and eventually the inspiration for a community-driven fundraising event that would impact hundreds of thousands of children and their families. I think that's, you know, what it's all about. There's, there's strength in numbers. When you have a vision that's helpful and people see that and they believe in it and they come together, that's the community. You know, that's supporting each other to support others. You are listening to the Community Hall of Fame podcast, a show that celebrates the change makers who strive daily to make South Florida a stronger, safer, and more compassionate community. I'm Seth Levitt, the executive director of the Jason Taylor Foundation, and today, along with my co-host Rachel Smith, we are joined by the rapping chiropractor whose love for baseball and desire to help others brought an entire community together to raise money for sick children through the annual Wiffle Blast. For those of us who know you, it probably feels like you've been a resident here forever, but you were actually born in New York. Yeah, born in New York, moved to Coral Springs uh, when I was eight. I remember first being a little bit uh, sad about it. Then I got there, my grandpa put a basketball hoop in the driveway and surprised us, and I knew that was it. Could play sports every day, didn't have to deal with the cold, and uh, been down here ever since. Growing up, I had a couple of passions, and, and major, uh, you know, baseball was was always one. You know, that was the ultimate goal was to go as far as I possibly could with that. Also, along the way, um, I, I was in a bunch of shows. I liked acting. I was in about ten or fifteen shows, and um, so yeah, Wiffle Blast is kind of a combination of the two. We do have entertainment uh, during the entire day, and also we're getting to play wiffle ball, which um, you know is one of those games that. You play as a kid and um, we kind of get away from it. You know, that's what Wiffle Blast signifies, that kind of pure, genuine, just love of, of being a kid. And we're out there, you know, for the kids that can't be out there trying to help them to get better so eventually they can they can enjoy moments like that themselves. Acting wasn't Todd's only medium for performance. As a freshman at J.P. Terravella High School, he found a new method of self-expression, one that initially was a fun way to pass time with his friends but would become an art form that he realized could assist in grabbing people's attention, a useful tool when building a chiropractic practice or a community fundraiser. Well, um, I started rapping and I probably should have been listening more in class in ninth grade, Spanish (laughs) class. And um, me and my buddy uh, Mike were in the back of the class basically throwing notes back and forth to each other. And, um, you know, not super proud of it, but we had a good time. And that started kind of just my enjoyment of, of writing rhymes and just, you know, to me it was just like kind of a fun way to express yourself. And, you know, if you speak in a rhyme, it seems like people want to listen more. Every now and then, you know, we did a Wiffle Blast rap. Uh, we did a sports chiropractic rap uh, just to try to get the word out there um, in a more fun way. So that's kind of where it started and kept doing it a little bit ever since. I mean, 41 right now. So now, you know, I, I slowed down a little bit with it. But, uh, but yeah, you de- definitely a fun way to express yourself, show that creative side. Um, so I, it's it's definitely something part of me um, that, you know, just uh, describes a piece of who I am. I also think you were being a little humble earlier when explaining your relationship with baseball. You went on to play the sport at the collegiate level. Talk about your baseball journey. And I'm wondering if your love for performing or music or rapping bled into that experience at all. They definitely mixed a bit. My roommates uh, were in a band and one was a producer. So we would, you know, just mess around at night and 
We would freestyle, record songs, you know, playing college baseball. Uh, we had a lot of long bus rides, so um, you know, I, he would write me some beats and I would just write some lyrics to him and we would you know, kind of mix up the songs when I came back. And it was a fun way to ki kill 14 hours on a bus ride. <laughs> yeah, so we had some, some good adventures on that bus for sure. Writing rhymes was part of it. It was just a fun way to kill time express ourselves but yeah baseball you know um it, it to me when i was younger i thought that you know the ultimate goal was you know to make it to the pros and at the time uh i thought that if i didn't this is back then it's not the way now but i thought i would be a failure if i didn't but now looking back it was the journey all the life lessons that you learn from sports all the friends i made you know working hard for something uh being a teammate that's what kind of um i learned and, and that was the actual win you know, glad I got to play for that long and glad, you know, now I get to uh, coach younger kids and try to pass it on to them. That's such an important message. I think so many people, you know, the people who make it to the pros, it's such a small percentage, but finding the lessons in being a part of it for so long. Can you kind of elaborate on more of those lessons that you've learned through baseball and through sport in general and how you use them today? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there's times when, you know, you're not going to be playing your best. You might get put on the bench. You know, if you're a great baseball player, you're going to fail seven out of 10 times, which is a very humbling thing. You know, it, it made me realize that there's always something you can improve upon. And I remember a lot of my teammates saying, you know, I was the loudest one cheering for them, the ones who came in for me. I just wanted to contribute as a team, whether it was physically when I'm playing good or if I wasn't playing good, I'm just going to cheer my team on, help them, you know, to do better themselves. So I think, you know, that goes on as, uh, you know, being a husband being a dad, just being a member of the community, and um, just trying to instill and inspire the you know best in others as well as yourself for the overall win of the team or the community. Amazing, amazing. So you, baseball, Spanish class, rapper, and now you're a chiropractor. <laughs> so how did you get here? I'm like the Forrest Gump of this uh, chiropractic thing. You know, it's like got so many side stories, you know, but um, it all kind of ties together. You know, um, I always loved helping people. My mom, when I was about like nine years old, she's like, you're going to be a chiropractor. I'm like, what? I don't even know. She's like, you're a healer. But I always loved helping people. And uh, when I was 14, I went to a chiropractor. And I remember, I didn't know what it was. I, and I went there and I had my, some back tightness and stuff like that. And I remember just leaving there and saying to her, I'm like, I feel more comfortable in my own body. I never felt that loose. And my muscles felt stronger. But, you know, I, I was like always amazed with it. And then, you know, as I had problems with baseball, as far as getting injuries, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, you know, I, I had just torn my ACL and I was basically, you know, thinking that's it. Um, it's done. What I can't, you know, I'm not gonna be able to play again. And she's like, what about being a chiropractor? And I was like, she's like, you always love going. And she's like, you know, you love helping people. And uh, at the time, I just I just didn't really believe in myself in the academic side. I had never, to be honest, tried extremely hard in school at that up until that point. And I remember seeing a friend on the bus, and uh, he had uh, was he had his um, anatomy book, and he told me he had a B in the class. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I'm smarter than that guy. I'm like, <laughs> I think I can do this. <laughs> Todd's revelation led to a new level of dedication in the classroom as he set his sights on longer-term goals, and he would find out that his time spent on the baseball diamond and in the studio 
was not wasted. So I signed up for those classes and I, you know, they were challenging the anatomy, physiology, chemistry, biochem, physics, statistics, all that stuff. And I started to take the lessons of baseball, that hard work ethic, and I lived in the library. I was so scared of failing that I was in the library four hours a day, just, you know, at least just studying. And I was like, man, these cell things are pretty cool. Like there's this whole like microscopic world that, you know, is going on that no one can see. And I was like, I kind of became a story to me, became fascinated with it. And, you know, test day was like game day for me. Like, you know, getting an A was like hitting a home run. And I started getting straight A's, like Dean's List. And I was like, man, like I could do this. So it kind of the baseball work ethic was another life lesson that transferred over to becoming a chiropractor and my love for helping people, my love for health and, you know, trying to stay as active as we can as long as possible all kind of came together. So it's interesting enough. And then I got to write a rap for my chiropractic office. So like all my love just came into one thing. So do you remember the rap by chance? Absolutely. I mean, Seb. We, we need to hear it. Uh, there's no way we're getting out of this thing without a few bars from Dr. I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. <laughs> that that one, the first one was, uh, how you doing? Let me give you a tour. I'm Dr. Todd Rodman, sports chiropractor. Come on in, take a look around. This is where all the healing goes down. No matter what your issue, we work on bones and soft tissue. We'll get you back in the game and we don't treat everyone the same. So many therapies depending on what you need, helping you avoid medication and surgery, working on kids all the way to the elderly with therapies like grasping, shockwave, and ART. Get you back to the game of life, helping you to avoid the knife. You got a problem? Don't think twice. We're really good. You could ask my wife. Stiff neck, sore back, shin splints, all that headaches, ankle sprains, pains from your backpack, disc herniation, plantar fasciitis, medial lateral epicondylitis. Answering questions, do we heat or ice this? This profession's great, yeah, I really like this. If you got a problem, don't leave it alone. We're in Pampa, no Amboca Raton. Fire! Uh, yeah, I would say you remember. <laughs> he remembers yeah, a little bit, Rachel. Little. I think. I just a little. Been, yeah, I might have been rapping it yesterday. No, I was kidding. You found a way to rhyme plantar fasciitis. So, like, if you, <laughs> if you were right able there. to do that, I think you're good. I appreciate it. I think you're good. I appreciate Honestly, the that. moral of that story, though, I really think was listen to your wife. She's the one who told you that you should be a chiropractor. She's she's been the driving half of um, you know we definitely she compliments makes me a better person for sure. Very lucky, very thankful. You know we've been dating since high school, and I always say you know I didn't plan on that, but like when you find that one that you want to be with the rest of your life, you know just because it's maybe. And uh, not the exact time you want to settle down. You don't. I just didn't want to let go of her. I couldn't imagine any day without her. So very thankful for her. It doesn't take long at all to recognize the role family plays in Dr. Rodman's life. And it was indeed family, but unfortunately a family tragedy that brought Todd and the Jason Taylor Foundation together. So um, my nephew James, just before his second birthday, uh, unfortunately was in near drowning. And it was, you know, very devastating. And, you know, still is, obviously, but um, he's doing really well and he's uh, inspiring for so many. During that time, Jason Taylor Foundation and Jason Taylor, I guess, had found out that James's parents, my brother and sister-in-law, Jenna and Skylar Edwards, um, were huge Jason Taylor fans and Miami Dolphin fans. And, you know, he cared enough to reach out and, and go out to visit them and James in, in the hospital. And you know, it was it was just so uplifting. 
And I mean, I knew about him as just a tremendous athlete, but to know about him as more of, you know, a tremendous human being was very touching. So always left a mark with me, just uh, someone that I'd like to, some, someone and some foundation that I would somehow love to just be affiliated with in some capacity, somehow, someday. Todd was clearly moved by Jason Taylor's gesture. And as you just heard, he knew that he wanted to work with the football hero and his nonprofit organization dedicated to youth. The question was, how? Two years passed, and the light bulb turned on. You know, in 2016, I had an idea uh, of a wiffle ball tournament, which was inspired by a wiffle ball tournament that me and my brother-in-laws played in about a year or two before that. And, you know, I saw that it was, it was such a great uh, day for the community, raised money for um, a great cause. And I was like, man, if I can never bring this closer to home and do this in our community, bring people together in our community for such a great cause and have such a fun day at the same time, it, it would just be a, a real, you know, win. And um, there's nobody else that I, that I thought of other than the Jason Taylor Foundation when I really thought of trying to bring this to life. And I uh, went over and, and Seth was kind enough and Sean to have a meeting with me. And uh, I remember Seth, you know, was, uh, what's wiffle ball, you know? And uh, Sean was like, man, this is the greatest idea ever, you know? So uh, can you say what is wiffle ball? Yeah. So wiffle ball, if you've, you've probably seen it, if you haven't, so those yellow, thin plastic bats you've probably seen in Walmart or something like that. Have you seen that, that bat before with the, the little plastic ball with holes in it? Yes. Yes, definitely. So wiffle ball was, uh, from what I've heard, um, was created basically kind of like in the inner cities when, you know, people didn't have grass to play baseball. They would play in the streets. And the thing about a wiffle ball is that it's, you know, I've played softball before, slow pitch softball when I was done playing college baseball. And it really didn't fill that, that missing void in me to, to, to play baseball. But wiffle ball is very close and very similar to like the real interaction that you have with a pitcher and a hitter. So it was kind of like created to play in a small area because the ball doesn't travel as far. So, you know, you can swing this thing and hit it. It won't go that far, which is great if you're playing in the streets and you don't have to run and how we play it. So I call it, you know, old man baseball because it's kind of nice because it reduces the risk of injury. So it's kind of a nice thing. I like those sports that you can actually play from a kid until being old in life. Uh, there's not a lot of them. And I think wiffle ball, you know, you, you get some people coming out there that are 10 years old and are incredible. And we've had some people that are in their 50s or maybe even 60s that are, that are incredible still. I can definitely see why working with the Jason Taylor Foundation has been important to you and really, you know, your entire family. And I have to imagine that this very personal experience is why some of the money from the event supports improved care during pediatric emergencies. And then you also chose to help kids that are battling cancer. Yeah, so I, I just always wanted to do something to help children. And Jason Taylor Foundation, you know, is all about that. So, you know, we, we align there so much uh, with our beliefs and, and what we want to do to help people in the community. And I just felt like, you know, kids with cancer, you know, just it's a really devastating, um, such a, a traumatic type of disease that, you know, it just can sometimes randomly just happen. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's not a, something that happens through lifestyle. It, it, it just unfortunately is, is, a, is a bad draw for these, for these kids. And to be able to help someone who's faced with something like that, you know, just to show them that you care 
I think is, is just inspiring enough to help them to maybe get that environment necessary to, to get better and to heal. Um, so that I always knew I wanted to help kids battling cancer, any type of cancer, and um, the pediatric emergencies is what saved James's life, my nephew. Dr. Peter Antevi can't speak high enough about him. He's one of the most incredible human beings ever. He created the Hantevi system, which just, I think, weeks before was implemented into the Coral Springs Fire Department and uh, Emergency Medical Services. And this is a way to convert uh, adult dosages you know, to pediatric dosages, which is a very tough task for paramedics, firefighters, uh, in, in a very short period of time. So you, every second counts when there's a pediatric emergency, when there's a near drowning. And the fact that they just had that and implemented it is what saved my nephew's life. So we always try to get those for you know uh, different cities that don't have them. And uh, you know, Seth recently showed me a, a great testimonial from a from a parent who um, you know wrote to him about how that saved her daughter's life. You know, just just to know that you're you're doing things like that, and um, it just it's just hard to put into words how good that feels. Todd, I remember after the first wiffle blast, there was a moment there where you were kind of. I don't want to say overwhelmed, but you were like, man, this has been my dream was to create this. And we didn't speak about this, but you, your entire family, you know, all of the employees at your, at your practice, your friends, it's a community event in general, right? And it's always been your vision, but your kind of close knit community really gets behind this thing. How meaningful has it been for you to have come up with this idea, to see it, to come into fruition and you know your wife is out there checking people in and you and your son are kicking off the event he's singing the national anthem and and then your nephew is throwing out the first pitch and and your friends are buying raffle tickets and playing in teams like what has that meant to you man well that i think that's you know in what it's all about there's there's strength in numbers when you have a vision that's helpful and people see that and they believe in it and they come together that's a community you know, that's supporting each other to support others. I mean, I'm just so thankful to have uh, such a great resources, family, friends, um, co-workers, uh, just community members that are, are so caring and, and just believe, you know, in Wiffle Blast and believe in us and believe in our cause. It's, it's hard to put into words, as I've said before, but, um, you know, I've always liked, you know, having an idea and then seeing it actually turn into a physical tangible thing that's kind of like rapping away right something that's just in your head and then you put it down and then everyone hears it feels it enjoys it it becomes a physical tangible thing and um i've always been fascinated with with things like that concepts that can turn into ideas and actually you know work and it's a big team effort you know you, you know from behind the scenes all it takes to to do these type of events and I'm thankful to have the, the support of you guys, to have the support of my community and family to believe in me, to believe in the concept and the idea and to, to make it real. Without them, without you, it's just an idea. Another one of Todd's ideas that certainly became tangible is the Wiffle Blast Wrap. Created as a promotional tool for the event several years ago, Todd wrote, produced, and delivered the song in a video and established a Wiffle Blast tradition by kicking off the event each year with a live performance accompanied by a very special collaborator. 
his son, Jack. To do it with Jack, uh, my 13-year-old son, I mean, it's just special that me and him get to do it together and, you know, he's singing in the chorus and uh, he's, you know, really into uh, arts and, and, and music and into uh, drama and acting. So, you know, just to be able to do something together with him, I think that's another side story that's very special. So. Uh, it's fun. I love seeing the heads turn when that, when that song comes on. In general, I think you're a head turner. I mean, a rapper that played baseball at FAMU, who was a chiropractor. I mean, you're a TikTok viral sensation waiting to happen. I just really am curious, have you thought about the impact that you're having, how big you can see this growing? Um, what are your biggest goals for the Wiffle Ball Tournament in general? You know, I always am thinking about what are you going to do that's meaningful, that can be remembered? And when you're gone, you know, what are, what are they going to say? I just hope that this thing long lasts, you know, outlives me, you know, stays around in the community, continues to help people, you know, um, when they think about it, they think about a fun day that um, really is meaningful in so many ways. So I, I just see it continually getting bigger just from organic being there, you know, people are constantly now asking me about it. Uh, first couple, of, you know, years, you know, we had to, we were really hitting the streets, and I still am trying to promote it and, and tell people about it. But now people are like, hey, when is that coming up again? And it's just really cool to see. And like, I'll go around the neighborhood and the community, and I've seen people wearing, you know, these wiffle glass hats. And you know, it's just, it's, they might not even know me. I've seen kids wearing them that I didn't know, and it just that when I see that when you start to see a little bit of a reach from something that you, you know, created, it's a really special thing. Um, so I, I just hope to continue to grow, you know, to continue the event. It's been so fun every year. I think uh, just, you know, make people enjoy the day. But obviously continue with um, the financial uh, contributions, um, trying to donate and get as much that we can donate it to uh, these kids that uh, need help and um, try to beat the number from the year before every time if we can. I think that's uh, something that's in the short-term goals for, for us and to just try to keep putting together a quality tournament and a, and, a, and a fundraiser. Well, you are making that happen. I get to see the fruits of your labor there and Sean's labor, and there's nothing better than being able to, to hand those checks over or, or the things that we're able to send to the Holtz Children's Hospital and you know those children, those families who are dealing with really, really challenging um, obstacles in their life and so many of them fighting for their lives and and you know we're able to offer some support there and hundreds of thousands of uh, homes in in multiple communities across south florida are safer now as a direct result of wiffle blast because as you mentioned the hand heavy system there are departments throughout south florida communities throughout south florida as i said hundreds of thousands of residents that did not have access to this, God forbid that their uh, children would have found themselves in a situation um, like James did, and now they have it. And they're continuing to get um, more technology, better training, and, and all of this is a result of you know the fundraising that's been accomplished through Wiffle Blast. So Dr. Todd Rodman, a true change maker in the South Florida community with a plastic ball and bat, man, and, and a big old heart. So thank you for sharing your story. I, I appreciate you having me on here. Thank you so much. Dr. Rodman's passion for the Wiffle Blast is as strong as ever as he gears up for the sixth year of the fundraising event, which will take place on Saturday, January 28th, 2023. If you're interested in participating in the upcoming event or just want to know how you can support the effort, you can visit jasontaylorfoundation.org or check this episode's show notes 
where you can also find links to Todd's Wiffle Blast Wrap and his practice, Sports Chiropractic and Natural Health Solutions. Thanks again for joining us on the Community Hall of Fame podcast. We hope you will subscribe and rate the show and be sure to share this episode with someone you feel is ready to make a difference in their community too.